What a dud of a Sunday night game. Welcome back. It's interesting to see a daily sports podcast, news, narratives, takes gambling. And I've been gone for more than a month longer than I said I would be, but that's how buying a house goes, traveling, had a fun summer, gained somewhere between 7 to 12 pounds of pure jiggle jiggle, but who's counting? Don't worry about it. Over the summer, what did we miss? Did we, we missed some stuff. We didn't miss a ton of stuff. Um, I would like to say shout out to... Oceana in Australia for hosting the Women's World Cup in uh, one of the loudest stadium things I've ever seen, which is when Australia tied it up against England. That was cool. Shohei Otani got hurt. That is less cool. Um, if I had to rank cool things, Shohei Otani getting hurt and possibly needing Tommy John again and maybe not ever pitching again is a debate that people have been having. And that bums me out for sure. Um, there have been a, We'll catch up over the summer stuff later but football is back for right now and the big story from last night was there were two teams over the summer that had a tremendous and inappropriate amount of hype coming into the season and those teams are the New York Giants and the Chicago Bears and collectively they were so bad that I'm not sure that their fans are going to... I mean, I might call and sit to work today. So bad. So let's visit some Justin Fields highlights. Justin Fields had an embarrassment of a fumble. And then he had a pick six. And the pick six was not great. Let's watch it. Here we go. Third and long. 31 to 14 rush. right now. Got to have it. Down Field 17. Stands in, delivered. Intercepted. That's Play a middle linebacker. Watch this Looking hit. For blocks. Walker, <laughs> LOL. Still on his feet. Walker's still going. And there's Justin Fields Looking fighting through a tackle. He's Play nothing Walker if not high effort, man. And touchdown. Uh, whoops. Not great for Justin Fields. Bears fans, of course, picked the Bears to win the division. The hype is out of control. Vikings fans and the, the NFC North thought that they would be good. The Lions, they beat the Chiefs, but it was without Travis Kelsey and Chris Jones. But in their defense, they also didn't have Travis Kelsey and Chris Jones, so we'll call it even. thought Mahomes was better than Goff. He is. He obviously is. Um, we'll get back to the NFL storylines. Let's go to college football, where Nick Saban and Dabo Sweeney have put themselves in this weird situation that makes it feel like uh, perhaps potentially like if you've ever had an animal and someone says to you, oh, are they slowing down? And what that means is like, um, are they about to die? Like they're like they're you're getting old, right? Like it's about that time. Quinn Ewers, good football player. Let's watch some Quinn Ewers. He's for Alabama a year ago, fifteen ball, and if you look close, you'll see without a doubt Arnold started to feel threatened. Hold on to that for about ten or fifteen yards. Right. Now he'll loft look at it. Down look at this, a ton of air. buddy. The Alabama collapse is a long time coming, and I'll be honest with you. You know we owe all this to NIL because other teams can just, like, openly pay players now, and those guys are taking the argument. They're like, hey, that's a good idea. Ignore the stuff behind me. I'm moving into a new house. I'm still figuring out what I want this office to be. But for the, for the first time, kind of the second year in a row, last year the Alabama had Bryce Young and Jameer Gibbs, and that's only two guys on offense that are super sick. And then before that, they had Bryce Young and Jamison Williams and John Mechie. And Mechie, of course, got leukemia in the league. He's back now, which is super sweet. But that's it. 
Right. So that's that's who they have now. I literally don't know a guy, and I I'm not a all day every day college football guy. I used to be. I'm not now. But I can't name players on Alabama for the first time uh, in more than a decade. Like, I don't recognize names. There's Dallas something, I think, is the guy's name. The defensive end that's really good, but he's not the best defensive end in college football. They are not what they used to be. And Clemson two weeks ago got dummy by Duke. So Dabo, Dabo and Nick Saban, not looking, they're not looking super sick, man. Colorado is looking super sick. Who they got this week? They have to have, oh, Colorado State. That's right. So Colorado goes into Nebraska. Dummies, Nebraska. They escaped TCU. They're looking good, 2-0. and um, A lot of people out there with some terrible takes. I, I like him at 7-5 and five this year. That makes sense to me. 7-5 and five makes a ton of sense. Okay, back to, the, uh, back to the NFL. What a weird opening week. It felt like all of the games were good, but none of them were great. The Bengals got absolutely dummied by the Browns on the road, and there was just a ton of rain, a lot of rain games. We had rookie QB starting for the Texans. CJ Stroud looked bad. Rookie QB starting for the Panthers. Bryce Young looked good, I thought, my opinion. Rookie QB starting for the Jaguar or for the Colts over the Jags. Uh, I thought Anthony Richardson looks awesome. He's going to try too hard. It looked like he got a concussion at the very end, running for six yards down 10. Stupid. Um, but yeah, he looks like if he just can control that arm, he's like Josh Allen. If he does like 30 push-ups before he goes on the field, he'll be fine. Um, hey, Sean Payton, how's it going in in, uh, in Denver? Hey, Sean. Hey, Sean, don't freak out, right? It's just you're just back in the booth for the As first time. Will Lutz will tee it up. His first kickoff in a Broncos uniform. And it's oh, an onside kick. And it's fumbled into the hands of the, the Raiders. And there's a pile. And it seems like the Broncos may have it. They they didn't. They had a procedure penalty. It went to the Raiders. The Raiders won. <laughs> uh, like we all had it in the AFC West, the uh, Raiders, Broncos, Chargers, and Chiefs. The Raiders are the only undefeated team. Shouts to the Raiders. That's funny, right? Shouts to the Raiders for being undefeated. Jimmy Garoppolo, uh, I saw people say that he looked, quote, comfortable in the Raiders offense. Josh McDaniels doing the right thing. Good for him. The Chargers found a way to charge her at the end of the first half, watched this completely irrelevant pass interference that ended up costing them. This gifted the Dolphins three points. Here we go. Two seconds left in the half. Tied 17. Ready to go. Top of your screen. Just a two-handed shove in the back from this guy. White. And on the last play of the half or the game in the quarter or the, the half of the game, they, a lot of times you don't see flags. Two people threw flags. Two refs threw flags. Watch the shove again. Watch, watch. Shove. Quadruple coverage. Get the ball right there. Kick a field goal down the first half. My goodness. Dolphins end up winning the game 34-36. Um, this is from Barstool Gambling, who doesn't have a sports book anymore, which is fun. Giants drives tonight. Here we go. 12 drives. Blocked kick return for a touchdown. Cowboys won 40 to nothing. 40 with a 40 to nothing. 40. Blocked kick ret- blocked field goal return for a touchdown. Three plays, negative 11 yards. Negative nine yard and then a pick six. So at this three possessions and they've given up the offense slash kicking game has given up two touchdowns. Drive number four, three yards. Drive number five, Interception. Drive number six, missed field goal. Drive number seven, negative seven yards. Drive number eight, seven yards. Positive seven yards. It's a huge swing. 
Drive number nine, turnover on downs. Drive number 10, fumble. Drive number 11, downs. Drive number 12, minus four yards in the game, which was probably a Neal's. I don't know. I didn't watch. I went to bed at the third quarter because, like, it's actually mathematically impossible for this other team to win now. Disaster. It's all right. Dan Jones only making $45 million a year. It's totally fine. Uh, had a huge ref controversy in the Titans Saints game. Not a lot of people were watching that game. Um, let's take a look here. There's Derek Carr. He looks exactly the same as he's always looked. Right. My name is it. On third, Carr Buckfitz hit from behind Arden Key, and he thinks that should be a fumble. The whistles are blown, saying that play is dead. It should have been returned. Key thinks he had that ball mm-hmm. on the backswing, if you will. Of the quarterback. Let's watch. Which the NFL knows better than to rule this. They know better. The play go though because the officials are taught in that situation. Let it go. Let it go. Let's watch the replay. Left side of your screen again, Arden Key. Nice to take another look at that. We gotta take even if they overturn this and give Tennessee the ball. What you don't get is that Bayard return. Yes, and there was. Yep, they ruled it the wrong thing on the field and then screwed it up, and then Tennessee lost by two. Or one, because Mike or Mike Vrabel kicked a field goal. They were down by like four, he kicked a field goal. He kicked a field goal. He kicked a field goal. Down by four. They go for a fourth down. The Seattle Seahawks had one of the neatoest, burritoest drives, or uh, second-half stat lines I've ever seen. They lost by... Multiple touchdowns. Matthew Stafford looked awesome. But had the worst half ever. The folks at ESPN Stats and Info did some more digging and came up with this. The second half of the Seahawks' loss to the Rams was the Seahawks' fewest yards and a half since 1979. When they had six yards in the first half and a loss to the Rams. And minus 13 in the second half for an NFL record minus 7 total yards. That was in 1979. Yesterday, the Seahawks were garbage. They lost two tackles, went out of the game. I'm trying to think of any big injuries. Didn't seem like there were any crazy big injuries. A couple people got carted off. We'll check in with that. It is September 11th, and we never forget, and we remember an Aaron Rodgers, um, who is playing tonight for the city of New York for the first time on September 11th in a standalone game is a 9-11 truther. People forget about that. So if you've ever heard of Deshaun Kaiser, and if you're listening to this podcast, some of you may have heard of Deshaun Kaiser. Deshaun Kaiser, after failing in Cleveland, went to Green Bay as the backup quarterback. I don't think he's in the league now. And he told someone on a podcast that the first thing Aaron Rodgers did when he met him was tell him to get out of his chair. Then the second thing he did when he met him was ask him, Do you believe in 9-11? That's what he said. So um, this is not surfaced. This is not surfaced for the New York media yet. Um, And then he told Kaiser, you should read up on that. Should read up on that. There are also rumors that Pete Carroll is a 9-11 truther. Um Listen, if you polled NFL players about stuff like this, you would get weirder answers than you think. Um, things like the Holocaust and stuff, I'm just telling you. Don't look into it. It'll make you depressed. Um, but Rogers representing New York tonight is going to be weird. I 
want to know if anyone is has the cojones to ask him, hey, hey, Aaron, September 11th, that's a thing, right? Right? Right, Aaron. Hmm. It's good to be back. I got to go get in shape. Uh, my face is looking puffy. Pumpkin spice yogurt covered pretzels are actually better than they sound. See you tomorrow.